Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do, is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. And joining me as always, up first, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good to be back. You know, every now and then it's good to take a week off, man, and um, feel back refreshed and and coming off some good baseball wins, so ready to talk about it. And the wizard of whiskey himself, Shane Light. What's going on, boys? How are you, you guys doing today? Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's good to be back. Um, so for our last episode we did two weeks ago, I uh, I messed around and I uploaded the raw data. So just uh, the unedited um, recording was submitted first. I caught it, but some of our listeners were, were lucky enough to get the uh, the, the razzle dazzle version of <laughs> to the top talk. So uh, shout out to all of y'all. If you do have it and you want to hear the interview with Momo Montenegro, just delete it and re-downloaded it, and it will be there for your listening pleasure. So the big news this weekend was the NFL draft. Unfortunately, we didn't have any Golden Eagles drafted, but we did get a Golden Eagle who ended up signing with a team. Tim Jones signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They was, they apparently made him a priority in their uh, free agent signing class, so congratulations to Tim Jones. And certainly best of luck to Tim as he um, continues his football career, wishing him nothing but the best. And you know, had he not had the injuries that he had to deal with this season, it this past weekend could have been a totally different scenario for Tim. You know, every time I hear the, the name Tim Jones, I think of Tim Jones. Rested. <laughs> Anyone? Tim Jones in, in Rustin? Anyone? Yeah. No, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I didn't know where you were going with that either. Yeah. Pretty real. I already, I already regret that one. Well, I mean, you can't just leave me hanging now. What are you talking about? Uh, he was, he was making a reference to the B-52s, um, Love Shack, and instead Love of Shack. instead of Tin Roof Rusty, mm-hmm. he said Tim, oh, Tim Jones, Jones okay. rusted. So it's rusty. Yeah. Well, th- I appreciate the explanation. I never would have got that. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that you did nobody got it. Of course, there was a there was at least a four second silence where I was like, hmm. let her ride. <laughs> Bad one. <laughs> but uh, on the on the subject of Tim Jones, um, he is somebody that we have got to you. We literally have got to watch him grow up. You know, he when he first got here on the scene, um, he, he he kind of slowly made his way into the well, I say slowly. He was pretty quick in getting into the lineup, but. You had other receivers like Corey Robertson, Quez Watkins, Jalon Adams, and Tim kind of 
just uh, elevated himself. And this year, starting off this season, it looked like he was going to put up all world numbers before he um, before he had the injury. He kind of looks the part of these new these new age wide receivers too a little bit, doesn't he? Like those guys that can go in the slot. Like, yeah, well, a lot of guys that have, that have kind of uh, came out of Southern Miss here lately. But um, I've never seen a more in shape dude in my life. <laughs> And he could not be any more Southern Mississippi. I mean, if he's not playing football, you're probably going to catch him out there fishing on a boat in the Gulf somewhere. So it's a really good thing. I guess he's going to Jacksonville because I'm guessing they have some good fishing that way. Um, but, yeah, super proud of Tim. Humble, uh, soft-spoken, hard work, maybe the hardest worker on the team. And uh, just humble beyond belief. Kind of like the same kind of attitude as like a Picasso Nelson or something like that. Just one of these South Mississippi guys that um, – I just just knows how to get it done, and um, yeah, could not be more proud of Tim. Another Golden Eagle made his way to the big leagues this past weekend. Of course, I'm talking about former Southern Miss pitcher Nick Sandlin. This past Saturday, he made his major league debut for the Cleveland Indians as they took on the Chicago White Sox there in the Windy City. Nick Sandlin pitched one inning, three up, three down, had one strikeout. Um, the Cleveland did not go on to win the game, but a very impressive and, and Nick Sandlin-esque debut for the uh, side, Sidewinder. Did you see the beginning of, uh, of his of his outing? How, 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 were you watching the game, either one of y'all? I was. No. I, had it, I had it back and forth between that and the draft, but I did catch the okay, end so, he pitched. Yeah, so we're like listening to the baseball game outside on the patio and got the baseball game on inside, just kind of waiting to see when he gets in there. So when he gets in, we, we go in, and uh, he's just standing there on the mound, you know, after his warm-up tosses and everything. And all of a sudden, the umpire kind of gets up and walks away. And I'm sure Nick's got to be thinking, like, what the hell? It's just like, finally my shot, you know? What are they doing? They calling the game? And uh, so the umpire walks away, then he goes and talks to a coach, and he, like, gets on a headset, then he talks to a coach again. And turns out it was something to do with the lights. The lights were on or, or, or like were not on during the previous inning. They turned the lights on, so they had to turn the lights back off. But um, that, that had to be just weird for Nick to be standing out there with, you know, guys you probably just met. and You're literally the center of attention uh, about to free, throw your first major league pitch and uh, had to wait for a second. But, yeah, he looked, he looked great. It was really cool seeing a lot of his former teammates uh, that made the trip up. They got to see his major league debut, Stevie Powers, and I, I can't remember who was always in the picture, but um, that must have been a, a, a cool moment. Yeah, so I was super cool. Same old Nick, you know, from that weird arm slot, throwing mid nineties with a boomerang, and uh, it was cool, man. I'm, I'm glad to have another one up there. Yeah, he had some nasty stuff, you know, and it's it's like as soon as uh, Dozier hangs it up, Sandlin gets the call up, so perfect timing mm-hmm. on that. I like it. I need somebody to pull for in the in the majors to give me a reason to care. I know a lot of people in South Mississippi are Braves fans, or uh, you know, so you, you still got a few St. Louis Cardinals fans from back in the day when there was like a television station and a half in the area. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a Minnesota Twins fan, and we're usually not that great. So uh, having an eagle to pull for gives me a little bit more energy behind watching baseball and uh can't ask for a better one than nick man uh, i mean it looks like he's just going to continue to make people look foolish uh, well, ho- looking looking forward to it hopefully walner will get the call up um, mm. that's true rather than later and you'll, yeah. you'll be able to you know 
keep the two. Ooh, then you could have a Sandlin Walner standoff at some point. Walner's actually with the twins, so that'll keep me happy. It it destroyed me when the twins got rid of Dozier. Um, That that made me a really happy guy there for a few years. Well, and they're in the same division, so yeah, should uh, you should they should have many matchups, hopefully. You know, they talked about in the game how he might be harder on lefties than he is on righties. Here comes Walner stepping into the plate. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, speaking of baseball, so, uh, of course, we didn't have an episode last week. Just touch on it real quick, quickly. Um, the Golden Eagles uh, won three out of four games the previous weekend against uh, William Carey University. I'm, I'm sorry, Western <laughs> Kentucky. Did they they looked like William Carey to me. A it's lot. A, Carey with a K. Like their jerseys when they were out there, I was like, holy cow. Um, so they're William Carey with a K from now on. I'm done <laughs> that. But uh, Southern Miss won three out of four. Uh, Western came out on fire that Sunday game and was able to uh, get the, the victory. But, uh, you know, that propelled, propelled Southern Miss into the rankings. And then with the performance this weekend – able to take those rankings a little bit further. I thought that – I thought Southern Miss came out – I mean, the entire series, I mean, taking nothing away from from Western, um, <clears throat> Southern Miss looked kind of flat the entire series. Uh, you know, had to, had to come back in the Friday game, won that 6-5, to five, had to had to come back in the first game on Saturday um, and, uh, and got that one done. Now, Ben Etheridge showed out in his, his own his, – his only start of the uh, weekend. He threw game two on Saturday, won that one three to nothing, seven innings pitched. So that was a complete game. The Saturday games were, were seven inning games this weekend. That's going to change the next set of notes we have. Um, but seven innings pitched, complete game, zero runs, 11 Ks, zero walks. And he was uh, honored as being Conference USA Pitcher of the Week. So he looked great. And then, you, yeah, on Sunday – who knows? I think I think we kind of got away with one and three. Well, we got away with one and two in a row. Then Etheridge showed out to get three and three in a row. And then Sunday we just looked horrible, and Western just beat us. So it's nice to have a program that can look, that can not play their best and still win three games. Um, it's tough to win four in a row in Division One baseball. Four games in in a single weekend, four games in three days against you know the same talent. So Anyway, it was nice. It was nice to, to win three, but yeah, we could not look much worse on Sunday and and uh, tried to get that out of our system. So then fast forward to this past weekend, uh, Southern Miss heading down to Houston, Texas to take on the Rice Owls. Uh, the first game was on Friday and, and kind of a shocker as Rice comes away with a six to nothing victory. I'd like to thank uh, Patrick McGee. Uh, not that one, but the cool one for jinxing us on that thing. Did you guys see that? Like the game, he said, you know what? They got this pitcher. He's a transfer in from Penn. He's got a seven and a half ERA and made some other comment. And then he just shoved it. <laughs> so, um, who knows? I guess that, that flatness that we had the weekend before versus uh, William Carey. William Carey. You got me doing it now. Western Kentucky. Um, you know, it, it kind of bled over. And of course, Kendall Rogers is in attendance. You know, he finally makes a game of Southern Miss. We've been hammering this guy to try to put us in the rankings the, in, the entire year. He finally does. And he shows up to watch us play Rice, who was horrible. And we just completely lay an egg that very first game. So that wasn't great. But, um, 
but it, it, it you know, um, Stanley didn't have his best stuff. He threw 100 pitches in just over four innings. Um, it was just a bad day, bad day at the park. And um, and we were kind of scratching our heads saying, you know, what are we going to do the rest of the uh, weekend? And as we'll find out shortly, we really turned it around. Definitely. So let's fast forward to uh, the second game on Friday. Uh, Southern Miss completely turning the tables here and taking it a step further, winning game two by a final score of 12 to one. Yeah, couldn't have, you know, bounced back any uh, any more soundly than we did. Uh, Kendall was still there. Thank God. Um, so we got to watch the, the bad Southern Miss and the good Southern Miss. But Walker Powell did his thing, scattered 10 hits uh, over over seven innings, um, gave up one run, five Ks, pitched to a lot of contact, which is what he does. Um, Southern Miss got into the Rice bullpen, and Rice ended up throwing six guys in a seven-inning game. That's hard to do. Trimble had himself a day, two for three, with a walk, five RBIs, and hit a homer. And Brady Faust with, I believe, his first home run as a Golden Eagle. But the first collegiate home run, maybe. So yes. um, cool to see him get on the board, too. And uh, so, yeah, it was nice to bounce back. 12 to 1 victory. You, I mean, after after looking as bad as we did for basically two games in a row, it was great to uh, great to get back at it. And, um, you know, it, I don't know if it played into it or not. But you remember all the are we going to play? Are we not going to play? The game's going to be at two. The game's going to be at four. Then all that stuff. I mean, maybe that played into it a little bit too. I don't know, but you can't help the weather, but yeah, we, we could not have come out any worse. And then honestly, we could not have looked much better. Um, and the, in that, you know, and, and this was a doubleheader on the first day. So weird. Then we turn around on Saturday game three and, uh, take that one over as well with a 10 to one victory. Yep, 10-1, uh, pounded out 15 hits. <coughs> Excuse me, Danny Lynch uh, went off. He had a four-for-five day. Blake Johnson with three hits of, of his own. Dickerson and Ewing had two hits apiece. Um, we just talked about Etheridge a minute ago in the previous weekend, but he picked up right where he left off against uh, uh, against Rice. He goes seven innings pitched, four hits, seven Ks. You know, he's really only had that one bad outing this year versus uh, Louisiana Tech. And I think Louisiana Tech had a lot to do with that. But um, this kid, <laughs> we've talked about it all year long, but he really has a chance to, to put his name in the record books. Um, Hurston Waltrip also came in and through the last two innings looked really good. Two innings pitched, one run, and three Ks. So, and But, you know, in, anytime we can get in the bullpen as deep as we did, you know, with an already thin Rice pitching staff, um, that's going to bode well for the final game of the series, or it should. Um, and it ended up doing just that. Then on a Sunday's game, uh, like I said, the uh, the fourth game of the weekend, Southern Miss with the eight to one victory. So you know, after falling zero to six in the first game, uh, Southern Miss uh, bounces back, winning twelve to one, ten to one, and eight to one, holds them for three runs the rest of the weekend. Right, was it thirty to three after that first uh, after that first game? Yeah, that's right, thirty to three. That's, that's, that's pretty solid, and um, and then you just wonder um, what the deal was on that on that first game. Um, but yeah, so Sunday, fourteen more hits. I think so. The the uh, outside of the first game that we played in this series, I think we went fourteen hits, fifteen hits, and fourteen hits back to back to back. That's a lot of hits. Um, really roughed up the Rice starter. Guy Garibay for eight hits and six runs and two and a third. He uh, struck out nobody and then he got yanked. So 
roughed him up pretty good. Drew Boyd had a good day, our Oak Grove kid, third-year freshman. Um, six innings pitch, five hits, one run, uh, three Ks, and zero walks. Uh, Stewart, Ock, and Ramsey all through an inning, I guess just to kind of get them some work. They all had, they all had clean and out of the 14 hits, Fisher had four of them, Dickerson had three of them, and Ewing had two. And, um, you know, it's weird. We've talked about these two series here and really hadn't talked about Gabe a whole lot. Uh, so it's kind of nice to know that, I mean, even though Gabe had a had a cold uh, series this weekend, did some nice things in the field and got on some walks and scored some runs and that kind of stuff, but really didn't hit the ball like, like he had been, so he cooled off just a little bit. But it's nice to know that we have the kind of team that, you know, when one of your big dogs is – uh, is is cold. Um, you can still you can still win a bunch of games. So that's that's kind of what I took from the weekend. And it yeah, seemed like you, Gabe will be back. You you know Gabe's not going to stay cold for long. Yeah. Well, his dad even talked about it in our little interview. He said, you know, look, just next slump's coming <laughs> at some point. You know, that's that's how baseball works, man. It's a game of failure, and uh, it's just how, how do you find that little thing to get you back on? So he'll be back. I was and I was proud to see the way that the uh, you know the, the the back end of the lineup responded. I mean they they were they had a stellar weekend hitting the ball. That's right. What was that stat? Like the one day they were, I think they were collectively five for five with I don't know like ten. I can't remember what the stat was, but yeah, you're right. The back half of the lineup really really stepped up, and you're going to need those guys come tournament time. And, and um, you know that the, the best teams. Uh, Usually, I mean, pitching wise, you never win the conference championship with your ace, right? It's always like that guy that's been in the bullpen all year. So, same way offensively, you can't always depend on Trimble and, um, you know, back in the day, Walner. You got to have you got to have the the other guys step up. So, look for Dickerson and those guys to hopefully keep it going. The Golden Eagles are now twenty nine and fourteen on the season, sixteen and seven in Conference USA as of this recording, which is Monday night. The RPI is sitting at nineteen, and in the rankings this week, Southern Miss with a uh, pretty much in all, but I think one of the polls, which only goes to twenty for some reason. Um, D one baseball has Southern Miss at twenty, Baseball America at twenty two, College Baseball Nation at eighteen, USA Today coaches poll has us at nineteen. Perfect game has the Golden Eagles at 24 and the NCBWA, the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association, has Southern Miss making their debut at 25. So hopefully we can keep that going this week. We had a game scheduled for Tuesday, but it has now been moved to Wednesday, Cinco de Mayo, because of inclement weather. So um, this Wednesday night, the Golden Eagles will be hosting Southeastern Louisiana at 6 p.m., which will be a good RPI game for the Golden Eagles. And then this weekend, Friday, May the 7th through Sunday, May the 9th, the Golden Eagles will host Middle Tennessee State at the Peat. All right, a little bit of football news. We have a new commit. This is for 2021. He is a running back out of Heinz Community College, Dejan Richard. So uh, welcome to the Golden Eagle roster, we definitely could use some more running backs. So glad to have him on board. And Especially also, one named Richard, man. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, in other Southern Miss football related news, we didn't get to talk about this last week, but 
Former Southern Miss defensive lineman Jock S. Turner announced he was entering the portal again, and he ended up announcing that he was transferring to Louisville. So uh, Turner, as you may recall, during last football at the start of last football season, opted out, announced he announced he was entering the portal, came back for the spring, then announced he was entering the portal again week before last uh, before announcing that he was transferring to Louisville. So there you go with the football news of the week. In basketball news, we have a new signee, a point guard out of Dodge City Community College named Waylon Knapper. He is a was a high school teammate of new Southern Miss signee Isaiah Moore as well. So uh, a point guard has been a position that I know Coach Ladner was looking for. So hopefully Knapper will be the guy to, to step in and, and take on that role. Have you, seen, have you seen him play? I've seen some of his uh, highlights. Yeah. You know, going into it, we thought we needed a point, a big, and a shooter. And it looks like we're kind of starting to add those three things, you know. So never know until they get here and get on the court. But I like I like what I see. Well, let's hand it over to Shane. Shane, um, we had a, a some some. Let's kick it off with the uh, track news. Yeah, man. Sorry, um, I've been kind of quiet over here tonight. I- cracked into that bottle of four roses that you boys got for me. And I've just been making nose love to it. It's delicious. Kind of spaced out, went off my own little world. I think you guys were talking about sports there for a bit Uh, to get us caught up from the last time we talked. uh, We'll start off a trek. The previous weekend, the the week that we skipped, they were off. We didn't miss anything there. Uh, Closed out the regular season this past Friday and Saturday up in uh, Starganistan at the Maroon and White Invitational, or the Maroon and White Invite, excuse me. I didn't mean to add extra letters. Uh, We know they need all of the letters and teeth they can keep up there. Uh, (laughs) On Friday, starting off, uh, the high jump guys showed out how how they always do. Uh, Corvell Todd finished in second place. Eric Richards in third. Uh, those two finishing on the podium again have made it to where uh, combined they haven't placed lower than third in a meet this this outdoor season. Uh, that's pretty strong. No matter where they go uh, against what kind of competition they're they're jumping against, those guys are consistently winning medals. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what they can do in, in Conference USA in, in postseason uh, jumping because uh, you know you're going to see both of those guys go on uh, past the conference tournament. Uh, as well on Friday, uh, Trinity Flagler second in the uh, the women's 200 meter, and uh, Angel Williams was second in the long jump with a new personal record of 19 feet, nine and three quarters inches. Uh, then on Saturday, picking it up, uh, the women's four by 100 uh, team of Flagler, Cato Green, and Benson won the four by 100 meters. Uh, Markasha Myers finished third in the 100 meter hurdles with a new personal record of 1380 or 13.8. I'm sorry, uh, and then also took first in the triple jump. So uh, she's fast and she can jump. She, we've said her name a lot uh, this track season. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see what she can pull off in postseason track. Uh, Tyler Proctor uh, got his first career in, uh, event win uh, as a Golden Eagle in the triple jump with a new personal record of 41 feet, one and three quarters inches. 
And then uh, Yvette Green and Trinity Benson both placed in the 100 meter. Uh, Yvette Green got second. Trinity Benson got third. Uh, Yvette also set a new personal record with 11.78 seconds in that event. Landon Sheldon won the 400 meter hurdles. Uh, that means that he, like uh, our high jump guys, finished in the top three in all five outdoor meets this year. Uh, so really strong there. That does conclude the the regular season for Golden Eagle Track. Uh, Conference USA Championships will be at Middle Tennessee State University uh, May 13th through the 16th. So uh, pretty strong season by the track team. It'll be fun to see what they can do at the Conference USA Championships. Uh, moving on, uh, women's tennis was in action uh, while we were gone in the Conference USA Championships. Uh, they fell two to four, unfortunately, to Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State, Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, we did have two uh, all-Conference USA uh, players on the women's team. Uh, yeah, we're just going to power through this and screw this name up and apologize later. Uh, Katia de la Garza and Suhan Das. Uh, ladies, I apologize. I, I've just absolutely <laughs> slaughtered both of your names. Um, and then uh, so that leaves the, the women's tennis team finishing the season at eight and three, three and one in Conference USA play uh, five and oh at home this year for the ladies. So uh, not a bad overall record, just unfortunately fell early in the, the Conference USA championships. Uh, the men's tennis team was also in action in the Conference USA championships. Uh, the men fell oh to four to FAU. Uh, in their first matches as well. So the men finished their season at seven and three and one and over in conference USA. Uh, both of those teams went through very strange seasons. Uh, I feel like they had as many matches canceled as they got to play uh, for weather and, and COVID reasons combined. Uh, but uh, not, not bad overall records, early exits from the conference tournaments. Hopefully they uh, can, can push it a little further next year. Mm. Mm, that's good stuff. Uh, men's golf and women's golf were also involved in Conference USA Championships while we were gone. The men's team finished tied for seventh, uh, and the low score on the men's team was senior Matt Lorenz, tied for ninth. Uh, the women's team finished eighth at the Conference USA Championships, and freshman phenom Merche Carbaccio finished tied for ninth. Um, Moving on to softball, softball uh, going all the way back to Wednesday, April 21st, uh, fell at Alabama three to six. Uh, and then that weekend uh, dropped all four at University of North Texas. That weekend was April 24th, uh, 25th, uh, fell zero to three, two to three, two to three and then three to eleven. Uh, then this past weekend, the ladies were at home against Louisiana Tech. Uh, we did drop three out of the four against Louisiana Tech, uh, losing one to two on Friday, Saturday, dropping a pair or excuse me, winning the first game three to one and then losing the second game five to two. And then on Sunday, uh, falling one to six uh, in that one win we had on Saturday. Uh, Carly Nichols made her collegiate pitching debut, normally a position player, an outfielder for Southern Miss, but 
because of uh, limited numbers available at, at pitcher for the softball team right now. Uh, comes in, left fielder, no big deal. We need you to pitch. Throws a complete game, gets the win. Uh, that's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, sure. It just come off the bench, hadn't pitched a game all year, complete game win. So, uh, you know, kudos to you, Carly. That That's pretty huge. Uh, the, the reason that we find ourselves in a position that uh, a left fielder is having to come in and pitch is we've, we've lost nine players off the softball team to either uh, leaving softball or mostly entering the transfer portal uh, so far this season with three in the last week. And that has left the, the softball team with pretty depleted numbers. So you're looking at 17 players with only two pitchers on staff. Uh, you know, the softball team started the season uh, looking pretty strong and, and then uh, started to disintegrate as the year went on. And then uh, by the end, you know, you've got a mass exodus of players leaving the team. I uh, did, you know, uh, a, a lot of people I'm sure are curious what's going on there. Uh, and it, it'd be interesting to know. So we'll, uh, we'll see what's going on with softball going forward. Uh, next up this weekend, Friday through Sunday, they're at UAB to close out the regular season. Uh, last but not least, uh, the beach volleyball team closed out their season. Uh, a, a high point, uh, of, of the beach volleyball season is our number one pair. Uh, of Kylie Grandy and Abby Wilson were named to the CCSA's all-tourney team. Uh, they won Southern Miss's Beach Volleyball's first ever uh, CCSA tourney game over uh, UAB, and uh, they finished uh, the Southern Miss season ranked 21st and 22nd, respectively, nationally. Uh, unfortunately, the, the Lady Eagles uh, did fall in the CCSA action uh, to, to finish the season. Uh, they did play four matches during that tournament Friday, April 23rd. They had that three to two win over UAB, which the, the was the first CCSA tourney win in, in program history that I just mentioned. Uh, f- then later on Friday, lost zero to five to number 19, Georgia State. Uh, and then cramming in another game that day because of weather, uh, ended up winning four to one over Louisiana Monroe. And then Saturday uh, fell zero to five to number 14, Florida Atlantic, to close out the tournament. So uh, that's the the last week that uh, we're going to mention a, a chunk of the spring sports that have closed out Conference USA tournament action. Uh, so you'll be hearing a lot less of my voice. That should make people people happy. <laughs> so we've got some non uh, sports, real well, you know, it's, it's kind of ties in with sports, but it doesn't. You'll see what I'm talking about in a second. So, a couple things to touch on. Former Golden Eagle tight end Julian Allen proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Kristen, on Temptation Island, which is a reality show on USA. So, congratulations to Julian Allen on his uh, proposal. Popping bottles for you, the hybrid. <laughs> Mr. The Hybrid. Mr. The Hybrid. I like Julian. I don't know what the, what what the hell happened his senior year where we just decided we're not going to use him anymore. You've got this giant dude that looks like he was carved out of stone that can catch and run, and uh, we just don't throw it to him. I think we have more questions about it than answers about that that season. Yeah, but congratulations, Julian. <laughs> uh, I did. 
I didn't watch any of Temptation Island. That's not my bag. Uh, but I did see a good bit of it float across my Twitter uh, because I follow Julian and uh, that, that stuff would pop up. But um, he's been with his girlfriend forever. They're both gorgeous people. Uh, congratulations to you guys. Go make some beautiful children. Yeah. And hopefully it turns, you know, a lot of these people that, that do this, this reality stuff, they kind of turn it into something that, that, you know, is a job, right? They become celebrities and, uh, and do that. So who knows? Might be watching this guy on TV for quite a while. We thought we were going to be watching him on TV playing football, but it turns out we're going to be watching him on TV, you know, do just be sure. Islandy stuff. Yeah. Just, I'd, I'd do it. Would you not? <laughs> Hell yes, I would do it. I wish him the best of luck. I hope he makes millions of dollars being uh, handsome and nice on television. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was another Golden Eagle football player who was on Big Brother, Howard Overby. Uh, Howard Overby was on Big Brother a few years back. I used to play pickup flag football with him at uh, the Payne Center parking lot when I was a little more spry. <laughs> really? Payne Center parking lot. Yeah, no, no, those games were brutal, man. You'd run your legs off. I was the, uh, I was the white dude. Uh, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't understand Big Brother. Do either one of you guys watch that show? I don't no. I know. I know there's something to it. Like there's there's strategy involved. But I I just don't. It's I'll been wa- going forever. I haven't watched it since like Howard was on there. That's been a while. that's the last time I watched it was when Howard was on there. So I haven't watched it in a while. I'm not a reality show guy at all. Um, also, in, in uh, Southern Miss news this week, the Southern Miss cheerleaders finished fourth at UCA Nationals in the Division 1A Game Day Cheer Division category. So congratulations yeah. to them. I yeah. uh, I used to have a absolute blast at Nationals when I was in college, mm-hmm. uh, and I was glad to see that everybody's uh, getting to go back. Man, you've got some good stories. Got some the one that I'm thinking of right now is not family friendly, though. We'll tell that the next <laughs> time we we accidentally hot mic it. <laughs> well, I think we've got an episode there. You guys, uh, you guys have any shout outs this week? Yeah, I got some shout outs. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the Adam Doliak band. Holy crap, man. That show was outrageous. He uh, came back to Hattiesburg, performed at Brewski's and uh, his first concert that I think anybody's seen in, you know, over a year so. It was awesome. They, I, I was kind of wondering how they're going to sound because they, they hadn't been playing shows. I'm sure they've been practicing and signing with Sony. I'm sure they had them doing all kind of stuff in the studio. But still, if you're not out on that stage, you know, I, I, they're probably a little bit nervous, too. And They sounded even better than I thought they were going to sound. And uh, halfway through the show, he goes and he puts on his Southern Miss jersey, you know, from back in the day. And it was cool. Um Shout out also to Eddie Brescher, Eddie, the uh, men's golf coach. Shane talked about their season just finished up, but Eddie actually sent me a uh, text just thanking us again for, you know, raising the money that we did during that uh, golf tournament. So that was cool to hear from him. Um, and I think he might be sending me a polo. So I hope Chad doesn't hear this because Chad is not getting one to my knowledge. <laughs> um, and then also I want to give a shout out to, to the, the same Patrick McGee that we were talking about earlier. I think it's cool WCP McGee on Twitter or something like that. Anyway, uh, he did jinx us in that first Rice game and completely, you know, uh, screwed us out of that first one. But uh, his Twitter stuff is awesome, man. I mean, you, you guys that do not follow him, go and follow him because he must – I don't know what kind of step machine he uses, <laughs> but uh, he comes up with, with some great info, and um, I, I, I enjoy it. He, yeah, he's he, a great follow. He needs mm-hmm. his own – he really should be doing his own podcast, man. I mean, that's – uh he has some A1 caliber content. Maybe we can get him on here at some point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this loser that just sits around and drinks whiskey and makes <laughs> smart comments. You, you could replace him pretty easy, especially now that spring sports are almost done. Oh, and uh, I got to touch on this. Um, so this Friday, that is May the 7th at 10 a.m. Central Time, uh, Last for Life 2020 tickets are going to go on, 2021 tickets are going to go on sale. That's with Nate Bargatze and special guest Leanne Morgan. Mm. So if you are interested in getting your tickets, set your alarm 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. this Friday. Get those tickets. I don't know. Um, I don't know how many tickets are going on sale because I don't know what the capacity is at this point. I fully it, it, it anticipate it to be expanded, but if you want to make sure that you got tickets, set that alarm 10 a.m. this Friday. Go ahead and, and lock them in. Do you have any idea how much the tickets are going to be? You know, I probably should, but I do not off the top of my head. Let me glance here because I got the website pulled up. I mean, because if it is limited, if, if it is some sort of limited capacity, if it's not like the the full thousand that you can get in the Sanger, then I'm sure that the tickets will probably be a little bit more and they'd be well worth it. I don't care what they are. I'm throwing my name in the head to try to get some tickets uh, because um, I don't know the girl that, that's coming, the lady, Leanne. I'm not sure about her, but I've heard a lot of good things. But I would ju- I would pay good money just to sit there and listen to Nate do anything. <laughs> that yeah, guy is yeah. so funny. I mean, he's, he's my favorite. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking probably around that $50 to $100 range. Does that sound about right? I think so too. I wanted to say like sixty for some reason, but uh, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on that. But they're not on sale yet, so I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not buying a ticket, but uh, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I usually I'll just go to the website and pull it up and take a look. But I don't know what they. But there will be tier pricing, I'm sure. So I don't think it'll be the same price for all tickets. So if you're sitting up closer or if you sit up higher, um, I think there will be a difference in price. So. But, yeah, this Friday, set your alarms because I've, I've had so many people hit me up about it, and I have a feeling mm-hmm. that they're going to go pretty fast. And if Nate is going to play golf anywhere before the thing, then uh, I know a guy who wants to go play golf with him. i got to learn how to play in three months. <laughs> that's a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah, that's good luck. That's... I don't know. I think Eddie Brescher might uh, throw his name in the head and uh, you know give you a lesson or two. I'll take what I can get. I mean, I already know that I'm going to embarrass myself. I, really, I'm going just – I can nail the look. I'm not going to nail the – hit the ball, but I can I can pull off the look. So I've got a visor that you can I'm, borrow. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could pull off a look. I, dude, I have a whole collection of – Nike golf polos and Nike slacks that I don't wear anymore because they, I don't have to wear them to work. And uh, so that's that's not going to be hard for me to look like I know look like I have played golf before. Until you get we on that see. first tee box. <laughs> that's when that's that's what I'm saying. You can the just first... you can just fake an injury at that point. Oh, oh, guys, man, you know, I'll ride in the cart, but I'm oh. just not going to push it. Gosh. Blame it on that back of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Ace in the hole. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a great idea. And I was like, <laughs> "Well, you're up here on stage. What happened?" Ah, uh, I mean, you know, I. Well, uh, look, you can drive around in a golf cart and drink beer way easier than you can swing a golf club with a bad back. That's true. That is true. Well, I think that about covers it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. 
And we will see you guys next time. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.